Hallelujah. I really am amazed at the grace of God in that before he said, let it be, and the world came into being, he saw me and he had chosen a day when I was going to have an encounter with him. And I believe strongly in God-ordained encounters. And 51 years and four months ago, I had that encounter at 10 minutes to 10 on the slope coming up from the Baptist church here where over a, a series of events, I was challenged about knowing Christ as my savior. And I gave my life to Christ and he gave me to Jesus, that is the father. And from that day onwards, I've known him to be my savior and my Lord. So for 51 years, four months, not quite the hours at 10 minutes to 10, which is when it happened. I've got to get to that yet tonight, unless I go to glory. Well, encourage one another with these words, the scripture says. Not that I'm going, <laughs> but that we could all go. <laughs> but that was an encounter for me. And he has been, ever since that day, a faithful God that we have been singing about. And over those years, I've seen lots of things happening, particularly in the last nine or ten years, where God has healed bodies and bones and healed from cancers and blindness and deafness and all sorts of stuff like that over the last few years. But you know, over and above that, what is more important is to know our position in the kingdom of heaven. And that is as a child of God. And um, to bring something more up to date and relevant about the goodness of God, um, many of you know that I work, and I work three days a week, um, because I'm working three days a week to support and to provide for the calling that God has given to me. And we've all got a calling. We've all got a vocation or a calling and we've all got to fulfill that. And in whatever we are doing, what is paramount is that we see that we, what we do every day, what we call our job or our career, all of that is there simply to support our collective calling and our collective vocation of serving God. It's not the other way around. It's to serve God. And... In my job, they have particular, two minutes 13, they have, <laughs> they have particular requirements of me. I design fire alarms and burger alarms and I see customers every day and it gives me a great opportunity to witness and my boss talks about me as padre in emails and he, you know, in sales meetings say, don't worry about Albert, he's got help from above, you get on and do. And he knows it because we've chatted about it. And I'm required to do about 15 grand a month in sales. And I was away on the last mission trip to the south of France. And as I went, I said, Lord, I really need you to get stuck in here for me and to nudge the thinking and the minds of those that I've already given quotes to. Otherwise, the month is going to be disastrous. But I believe that you are there to provide. I looked up on the first week of my 
thing and you know how it is you're away you look at work emails don't you and i looked at it and thank god and praise him that the first order had come in and it was 13 and a half thousand and then i've got three four weeks to go before the end of the month and i finished on friday at 27 so praise god it's not finished yet it's not not finished yet and i was just looking to this month which started on Monday, and on Monday I looked at the sales report that came in, and again it's 15 grand for this month, and already there is six and a half thousand pounds in sales that is already there on the very first day of the business month. You see, God is always faithful. He will always remain faithful. He cannot lie. And if the faithfulness of God as it's been expressed in me and the change that God has wrought in me, because I was a bad boy, and I can share that if you want later, then you come and have a chat with me afterwards and you can share in that same encounter that I had in your own life and see the power of God in that encounter. Exactly. Oh, 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 oh. Bless you, my brother. Do you need to use that? Um, I'm reading this because I might not remember everything. As a lot of you know, Peter and I run a bed and breakfast. We make no secret of our faith and have put Bibles in all bedrooms with a note to say that the guests may take them all away with them. One of our guests is a Russian businessman who comes every other weekend to see his two children, whom he had promised to see them twice a month. Um, he stays one night with us each time. We had never talked about what we believed in with him, but one day he asked us to pray for him because he had a very difficult week ahead of him. He is in banking and his immediate superior had been fraudulently taking thousands of pounds, it'll be rubles I suppose, uh, out of the company and even sacking some of the staff and keeping their, hand, their names on the payroll and taking the money. There was to be a board meeting and he wasn't sure what would happen and if he would lose his job. We prayed and also asked our life group to pray too. Two weeks later, he walks through the front door and he says, it was a miracle. All had gone well. The monster, his word, was gone. All the staff had had pay rise, and some of those who had been sacked were reinstated. He was made CEO, and uh, we told him that it was not us that, he sh that should be thanked, but the Lord. Since then, he has several times asked us for prayer. Even an email from Vietnam, where he went on business, and became seriously ill with food poisoning, we had prayed, we had prayed, oh, sorry, we all prayed, and his condition improved dramatically. Later, he told us that he had prayed too. Last time he came, he said he does believe in God, and we're now praying that he'll come to a full knowledge of, of God's love for him and, find, and get to know Jesus as his saviour.
do, do please pray for Peter and Anne. And uh, I remember years ago talking with Peter and his sense of frustration. He was working as a gardener for people and his sense of frustration that he couldn't share the gospel in the way he felt he ought to. And um, we prayed for opportunities, didn't we? And we, we talked about how, we might, how you might make that work. But it was hard because you turn up at people's homes when they're not there often. And uh, so very difficult to evangelize to the lawn. Um, but actually what you've done is open up your home and you've found that God's been bringing people to you that you can love and share with. So pray for Peter and Anne in this, this wonderful venture and this ministry that they're involved in, in blessing people and uh, sharing his word. So thank you. Just looking around for someone who'd put their name down, um, and I can't see. So that's okay. Lizzie, we'll, we'll go to you. Come. Come and share. Do you want to come up on, do you want to go up on stage? Yes. Well, I'm just going to say something to you. You're looking at a miracle. I used to be the most depressed, miserable person, but the Lord Jesus delivered me. But actually, it's not my testimony at the minute, but I just wanted to tell you all, you're looking at a miracle. And I had a feeling that if there are people here who are depressed, just, and I was given up as hopeless, I'll tell you, God is on your case. You just call to him, and he is faithful, just what we've been singing. And I had the most amazing encounter with Jesus, who healed me. And he'll do the same for you, because he's no favorites. Now, this is my testimony. I, it was January this year, and I was saying to the Lord, Lord, it's been too long since I've spoken to anyone about the love of Jesus. It's too cold for me to go on the street, so could you send someone to my door? A few days later, there was a knock at the, at the door, and I opened the door, and my heart sank. It was one of those men with packs on the back and carrying stuff to sell from door to door. And I closed, just about closed the door, when in my spirit I heard the loudest stop you've ever heard. So I opened it up again, and I said to him straight away, you probably won't get a thing from me. I've got everything in the kitchen that I've ever wanted. And <laughs> but then I said to him, tell me, what's your name? And he said, Carl. And I said, well, then, why are you here? I've come down with a group from Middlesbrough who are unemployed, and we're selling stuff from door to door. So I had a bit of compassion in my heart on hearing that. And I said, well, just show me then. And so he spread out his stuff on the, uh, uh, on the doorstep. And I had a look, and I did actually buy a pair of scissors that cut tins. <laughs> and then I said to him, you know, I brought something for you, but I've, from you, but I've got something to give you. And first of all, I gave him a leaflet. And then... I said to him, do you know why I've done this? It's because I want you to know the love of Jesus like I have. I'm a Christian. And I know 
that he died on the cross for me and he shed his blood for every single sin I've ever committed and I'm free now and he's given me his love to share with you. And I said to him, you know, I opened the door to you but Jesus is saying, open the door to me. He said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man opens the door, I'll come into him and sup with him, be friends with him, and he with me. And then I noticed a trickle coming down, and he said to me, will you pray for me? And I prayed from the bottom of my heart that Carl would come to know the Lord Jesus as his friend and saviour. And then I said to him, have you got a Bible at home? Yes. I said, turn to John's Gospel, John, because it's specially written for those who don't believe in order that they shall believe. And I said, at the beginning, you may not understand a thing. But as you go through, just say, Holy Spirit, you, you authored, you authored this book. It's out from you that I'll understand. And just ask him to reveal the real Jesus, not printed Jesus, on paper but the real Jesus to you and then I said to him wait a minute and I went to my bedroom and I got a coaster a red coaster which dear Heather T those of you remember her had given me uh, at Christmas beforehand and a few days before I held it in my hands and I said this and these are the words on it For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And I held it up and I said, I know that's the truth, Lord. Give me a chance to give it to somebody who doesn't know it, the truth yet. So I ran, got it, and I handed it in. And he held it in his arms like this, as if it was the most beautiful treasure and then I just shut the door, and then I opened it again, and he just wasn't there. He'd just gone. And I said to Elaine, who lives in the same area, Elaine, did a chap come to your door selling stuff? No, she said. So I do believe that that dear man, Carl, was sent by Jesus to my door to hear about Jesus. Are you doing okay? Are you coping with this so far? Yeah? Good. Alan, you asked to share, didn't you? Would you like to come? I think you're a bit taller, Alan. You can stand with me. They'll see you okay. So I'm one of three Alans here. So, But the... the, the, the I've been here now for 21 years, so first heard Sarah on piano, and uh, it was a joy to be part of Rebecca's dance group and to, to perform to uh, this blood, and uh, you chose the cross in a precinct, and uh, heard the performer, we performed a solo at Aspen, I mean, not to, so we're just, uh, it's been a joy to be part of this church for so long now, we're just, uh, and uh, thank you, it's just a bit, 
So may God bless you all this summer time. Amen. Amen. Bless you, Alan. Thank you. Um, now, on my list as well, we've got uh, Rebecca. Come and share. just want to honour Alan, actually, first. I'm really pleased that you called me out first because, um, Alan, you're amazing. And when you're in that dance group, you just bless so many people. And I just feel like God wants me to say that to you right now and just to honour you for that. Um, you just de depicted Jesus just so beautifully and the intensity. And some of you guys will remember that. Um, so, yeah, I just, I just want you to hear that and receive that, Alan, this morning. You're a real blessing. Okay, so for the last year, um, I've been on a transformational year at Eastgate Day School. Um, but I'm reminded daily by God that we're always a work in progress. So just when we think we're sorted, um, God puts his finger on another issue that needs dealing with. Um, there are so many good news stories that I could share of what God has done in the last year. But don't worry, I'm going to narrow it down to a few uh, for the sake of time. So one of the main things that I've gained... Um, Sorry, my phone's gone off. One of the main things I've gained in confidence and boldness in is praying for people who don't yet know Jesus and sharing my faith. Hence, I'm leading a God's Love on the Streets team here. So here's one example. Um, I attend fortnightly osteopath sessions and I've prayed for two of the receptionists and my osteopath in the last year, all of which have been grateful and have experienced the love of God in the process. One of the receptionists has now left, so we've become Facebook friends, and we've met up once. I was really surprised when we met up, because after about 10 minutes, she said to me, I want to hear about your faith. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was thinking, oh, you know, we'll become friends, we'll meet up a few times, she'll get to know me. And, but straight away, she was in there, she was like, I want to know about your faith. She saw my healing, she saw all of that, so I guess that gave her a bit of groundwork. Um, so I know that God's got a hold of her, and I'm looking forward to what he's going to do with her. When we were on the um, streets in Gravesend, um, God gave me a really clear prophetic word for this young lady who I'd never met before. Um, and right there and then, she gave her life to Jesus as a result. I also prayed for a lady in a wheelchair who said she couldn't walk at all. Um, later on, um, we saw her walking and pushing her chair. <laughs> um, she just smiled and waved, I'm getting better. Um, so yeah, so that was amazing. The beautiful thing that I've discovered is that people want what we carry, the presence of God. They see we have something they don't. And most people want prayer when they are suffering. But even if they don't, just by speaking to it, us, they encounter Jesus. Also, if you're thinking, I could never do that, or I'm not holy or spiritual enough, hear this, that's a lie. To illustrate that, I'm going to share one more story. I was at a worship concert just before school began and I was grieving over a broken relationship when God asked me to pray for the lady in front. I told God I wasn't in the right place and I had tears streaming down my face and I was consumed with all my own stuff. The lady had raised her hand for prayer but no one had come. God kept prodding me <laughs> until eventually I gave in. I laid my hands on her and I prayed. So I've lost my place. Yeah. 
Within a few minutes, she turned to me and said, I'm healed. The pain I had for years has completely gone. I couldn't believe it. I hugged her and praised God that he would use me in my brokenness. But I guess that's why it says in God's word, in our weakness, God is our strength. And the icing on the cake was that she was from Romania. Some of you will know how significant that was for me. And I'm looking for Ruth. Is she here? To there you are. You are sit sitting further back than I was anticipating. Come and share. This is a, another really encouraging story of what God's done at a distance this time. You okay? I'm not going up the top. Oh, come. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. right. I'm sure you can see me from here. Um, my children frequently say to me, Mum, can you pray for this one? Can you pray for that one? Whatever it was. Anyway. I would say between a year to nine months ago, my daughter said to me, Mum, I'm working with a lady. Her granddaughter is 12 years old and she has an inoperable brain tumour. So I said, right, fine, we'll pray. So I prayed and I continued to pray. And I think it was probably about four months later I visited my daughter and she said to me, oh, mum, she picked up the iPad and she showed me the picture of, um, or the um, a scan of the brain tumour before. She said, mum, look how much the brain tumour had shrunk. I said, wow, thank you, Lord. So we keep on praying. So I kept on praying and um, about, I don't know how long it was, Stuart, about six weeks ago, something like that, I visited my daughter again and uh, as I sat down with a cup of coffee, the iPad got picked up again. She said, here you go, Mum. And I read it and it said, nothing but a shell remains. That tumour is gone. I said, thank you, Lord. So, you know, never underestimate the power of prayer. And, and, it prays, and it pays to keep on keeping on. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Oh, man. Isn't that exciting? And uh, God works in all sorts of ways, in, through all sorts of people. If that's, that, some of those stories have inspired you today uh, to... Uh, that, that you need prayer and you want someone to pray with you, maybe you have the courage to approach one of those people who've shared, because I'm sure they'd love to pray with you today, out of their own experience of what God has done, to be a blessing uh, to you and to encourage you too. Um, if now you've heard those stories, and, and unfortunately the opportunity's gone today, but now you've heard those stories, how many of you are thinking, oh, I could have shared something too? Anybody? A few? A few hands going up? Okay. So another time. Um, please do let us know and share because uh, we want to be sharing these stories. If we can open up another Sunday, would you be open to doing that? Yeah, to share some stories of what God's been doing? Okay, so look out for that and we'll let you know. And um, they'll, they'll, we'll feed in opportunities. We may not do one big Sunday like this um, for a little while, but we might be able to do a, a story every week or two. And uh, maybe if you can let us know 
uh, that you've got to let me know, um, that you've got a story to tell of what God's been doing, we would love to sh- see those shared because they encourage people. They encourage our faith. And as you, maybe there's somebody else in the room who's going through a similar situation and thinking, oh God, where are you for me? And as you hear those stories, your faith is ignited again and you pray. Uh, so do please let me know and we'll, we'll either do a big Sunday or we'll feed them in through the coming weeks because we'd love to hear what God's been doing.